Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you are meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turville. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. Hello, friends. I hope you're having a really nice summer. I have decided to wrap up season two of the podcast, and I don't know yet when season three will be released, and I'm waiting to figure out what the inspiration is for it. And here's one thing I've learned about creativity and uh, putting stuff out there and putting myself out there in an authentic way. The thing that I've learned is that I really need to feel inspired. So what happens is when I'm not feeling inspired, things just feel a lot harder. The work feels harder. I don't really want to release an episode. It's all of that, right? So it's funny because I was so inspired to go to work and to find a job and to be around people. And then I found a job and all of a sudden my inspiration for some other things kind of went down. Actually, it had been down already. And that's why I needed to feel inspired again by finding a job and going to work and actually pursuing a different type of project. And that's what has happened. I have a job now. I started in April and I decided that I still want to do a podcast. I still want to do a YouTube channel, but it's going to have to come from a really inspired place. And I need to feel really motivated for the message. So I just wanted to wrap up season two by talking about what I've learned, kind of the process I've been through, the stuff that I've been thinking about in the last few months. Um, One thing I know for sure is that stories help. Stories help to connect us. Stories help to teach us. And this is why I love podcasting. And I really still want my podcast to be about sharing stories and holding space for other people's stories. I don't know if season three will still be the same as far as the stories about faith journeys. We'll see what happens with my faith journey. I think hearing other people's stories has been so pivotal for me. Um, I started listening to the Mormon Stories podcast or actually watching on YouTube quite a long time ago. It feels like I've been, I mean, I have consumed hours and hours and hours of the Mormon Stories podcast. And that was something I needed to do in order to help me answer some questions for myself about what I truly believed. Now, if you know anything about that podcast, you might not, but if you don't, it's, and if you're somebody who's had a faith transition or had some questions about the religion you're in or any of that. What I found fascinating about the Mormon Stories podcast is it teaches a lot about Mormonism and it talks a lot about um, with people sharing their story who were born into the Mormon religion or were converts and then why they left. And it's, I had, there were so many similarities between me and a lot of the more ex-Mormon women that I thought this is just crazy. It's weird when you think that your religion is the only one when you're brought up to believe that you're in the one true church. It's the one living faith. It's the only way. And then to come to find out there's many other groups that are teaching the same doctrine, that they are the only ones that I'm going to hell because I'm not in their religion, right? I actually... 
it, it just opened my eyes to a whole new world out there that there's other people that grow up with the exact same belief in totally different religions than I was in. And I thought that is so fascinating. And how can they all be right? Which one is right? What if they're all wrong? What if everybody's right? I mean, I really started questioning these ideas that I had grown up with that were so like held as such deep beliefs. So I think stories are amazing. And I feel like my podcast will always be about sharing stories and about having conversations with other people. I think right now, though, is a great time to take a break, especially because of the last episode. So in the last few episodes of this podcast, you heard much more about the religion I grew up in. I talked about it myself and why I left. And I talked about it with my daughter, who is now 23, and then why she left. And I talked about it with a friend who grew up in the exact same building and went to the exact same church in the same location as I did. And she talked about why she left 20 years ago. And I thought, after all of that, it felt like a perfect place to wrap up season two, and to kind of let it sit and integrate. And what I have found is that through other people's stories, even through all the different religious stories I've heard this season on my podcast, it's like we're more alike than we are different. I think we all have the same, you know, similar hopes and fears and dreams and, you know, similar kind of even morals or ethics. I feel like there's so many similarities and yet the religion divides us. And that's what was really hard for me to accept when I left my church is that there is going to be division now in my life with people who still are in the church. You know, some of them will be open to friendship and others won't. And that is really hard to accept. But the thing is, there was already a lot of division in my life, right? I had grown up with this idea that we shouldn't, we shouldn't be friends with worldly people. There's an idea in the church I grew up with that those worldly people are going to lead you off the narrow path on the way to heaven. And so the less you can interact with them, the better, you know, it's st stick with the Christians, stay among that group. And it's very interesting to me when I started to become a life coach and really open up to other people's views on life and listen to other people's issues and problems in my life coaching practice, it was really interesting that I found that we, a lot of us have the same or have grown up with some similar beliefs, even though didn't, hadn't even heard of my church, right? So it's, it was interesting to st have the seed placed of, wait a minute, what is right? Who is right? What does the Bible really say? So I really started now lately, um, studying the history of the Bible. I've started, reading the history of our religion. Um, it's not that easy to find a lot of history about Lestadianism. However, I found a very, very detailed book called Examining the Pearl. And I found it on Amazon. It's very, it's very long and very detailed, but I find it very fascinating. I'm, I'm really interested in it. So reading the history of our religion, also reading Bible history, meaning reading authors who are Bible historians, many different views of authors. There's authors who are Christian Bible historians. There's authors who are atheist Bible historians. There's authors who are, you know, other religions. There's, there's, um, Jewish 
Bible history people, like I started just listening to different viewpoints and trying to discern for myself what feels like the truth to me for myself. And it's not easy actually growing up in such a black and white thinking. I think there's a lot more people than just me who grew up with black and white thinking um, or just this group mentality, um, right versus wrong, us versus them. Um, it's it's hard to get out of that way of thinking. And what I have noticed, especially in this past year, I've noticed that there's group thinking, not just in religion, right? It's in a lot of other things. And anything can become a little bit culty. And I love this podcast I've been listening to lately called A Little Bit Culty is the name of the podcast. And it's with Sarah Edmondson and her husband, Nippy. And they were two of the survivors of the Nexium cult. And they're the um, two of the whistleblowers, really, of the Nexium cult. And I find it interesting because that podcast really has a wide range of experts and people from all different cults on there. And some of the things they talk about, I can so relate to. I can relate to the group think of the religion I grew up in. And I won't call the religion I grew up in a cult. I know other people might call it or would say it that way. But what I would say more is there's kind of a big group influence to stay on that path, to stay doing that thing, to there's not like a single leader. That's one difference between what I've noticed between cults um, and maybe other religions that might be cults, like I guess some people would say Mormonism, some people would say Scientology, they usually have like one strong leader who's at the head and they think of them as a prophet or whatever. We didn't have that in our church. We didn't think of, you know, one leader who's called the prophet. Now we did have Lars Lestadius and we had Martin Luther, right? The the name of the church, it was a Lutheran church and it was Lestadian Lutheran church. So it was named after those two people. But, you know, now there's not like a single person that says that they are the head. So what I would say about that now is... It's more of a group influence, I think, that keeps that group kind of all believing in this one true doctrine, you know, the one true doctrine. And and the thing about that is I went searching in the Bible for where does it say that our church is the only true church or that there's this only one small group of Finnish people who actually have the true doctrine. Like it's really a weird thought to think out of all the people in the world, this one small church has the true doctrine. So this is part of, I mean, that was the initial questionings I had anyways for many years. But reading the Bible and not feeling guilty about reading the Bible, and then like reading the history of it, how it got started, all of that stuff has brought up even more questions really than answers in some cases for myself. So I'm just open now. This is where the point I'm at in my life. I'm just open to listening and listening openly to other opinions and thoughts and discussions about, you know, religion and the Bible and what happens after we die, all of that stuff. And and of course, our son's suicide was a big turning point for me. That was 10 years ago. So in the last 10 years, I've really had a lot of ups and downs in the way that I think about life and death and religion and all of that. So lately, I have been reading a lot of books and watching a lot of TV shows and documentaries 
and listening to podcasts about influence, about cults, about groups, about unhealthy groups, about how to stay away from unhealthy groups. I am really worried for myself that I will easily get drawn back in to something. And I think, honestly, I think I can see the bits of cultiness in some coaching groups that I've, I've kind of been in and out of. And so I'm very careful now to, I want to not think of everything as a cult. However, I have gone to that point where it's like, well, everything's just a cult and there is nothing. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to kind of gain my footing again, I guess, in the, in the world and with myself and my husband and my family and, you know, which friends are real friends and how do I know that I'm being influenced, unduly influenced, I guess. And how do I know that I am actually listening to myself and being present with who I am and what I really desire and who, what I want to be and knowing that it's okay to have desires and to have pleasure in life and to follow happiness. Like for some reason that seemed so bad, so, so bad and so wrong in the church. Like it was, you shouldn't be looking for pleasure or happiness or it just felt like, like you should feel wrong and bad all the time. And I think that was really hard for my mental health, especially after our son died of suicide, thinking about what was he thinking and why did he feel so terrible that he had to take his life? Why was that? Because he grew up in the same church I grew up in. And I had a really, a lot of questions about that. Um, and I haven't found answers from within the church. I never found answers to those questions. So now I'm on questioning the rules of everything. You know, the things you think are rules. Here's the way you need to live to be happy. And you see all the, you know, the big trends of what it takes to be happy. And I'm like, well, what if none of that is true? Like, I'm just like questioning everything now. Here's how you need to eat. You know, there's these general rules that everybody will say, well, you just need to eat less and exercise more. You need to blah, 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 right? The Just the general rules. I'm like, what if that's not true? I'm trying, even I'm experimenting with ways that I eat that work for me. I'm experimenting with how to make money using a job instead of, you know, having to have a specific type of business or having to sell a certain thing or it's so interesting how we can get stuck in these mindsets that the only way to be happy is to have a business. And I'm like, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe I want a business. Maybe I don't want a business. Um, if I'm in a business, does it mean I'm not successful if I don't make a certain amount of money? Um, there's just all these things that I kind of found myself setting rules up around that I didn't believe. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, at the end of season two, I want to say that my journey from here on out is about listening to myself, allowing myself to feel good and bad, and allowing myself to take those as signs of what's right for me. What what feels right to me? Not what someone tells me should feel right for me. Not at all. What is right? What Even if someone else says, no, this is the only way, this is the only truth, this is the only thing, does it feel right for me? Are there warning flags that I'm totally denying because I've been taught not to listen to my own feelings and my own thoughts about things? Because that's a sign right there that I need to like step away for a while and check out what I really believe and who I want to be and if it's for me or not. And this is actually not easy. I have found this to be very difficult because it's so much easier, right, to just find some leader and just follow whatever they say and just do it. 
I have a list here of some documentaries and TV shows that are really fascinating that I want to recommend. Things like The Deep End. I think that one's on Hulu. That one's about Teal Swan and her cult. Nine Perfect Strangers is based on a book, but it's really fascinating. Um, and it kind of can show, it shows some of the dangers that can happen in kind of a um, coachy type of world. Under the Banner of Heaven is so, so good and so sad because it's based on a true story. Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey is on Netflix. That one is, again, it's just like religion gone totally wrong, totally wacky, totally off the deep end. Oh, an interesting show that I watched too, which is not even in English. It's in Finnish. So I had to, you know, I had to, I'm not, I don't know Finnish at all, really. I can, I could recognize some words because, you know, I grew up around people who spoke Finnish, but the show was called All the Sins. And I think I found it on Amazon. I can't remember now. It's been a while since I watched that one. I think it was somehow I got it on Amazon, but it was a kind of a crime show type, but it was based in Finland with in a community that was Lestadian. That was so fascinating to me because all the characters, of course, all the actors are, they're in Finland. I think most of those actors, if not all of them were Finnish. And it just felt so comfortable. Like all the people looked familiar. Uh, That was so fascinating to me. And being that it was showing kind of the religion, kind of showcasing the, the beliefs of the religion, that was super fascinating. So I really enjoyed watching that. That one wasn't a documentary, but it was, it was very much about the kind of the environment I grew up in. Yeah. So let me think. Was there any other ones? Oh, there's been so many good ones. I, I've watched all the ones about Nexium. You can find like several about Nexium, especially the one called The Vow on HBO. I thought that one was the best one, but there were other good ones too. I've watched all of those. So what was cool about the Nexium one was that it was about personal growth and self-development. And I'm like, oh, I can see how these groups that are really about personal growth and development can really get off the rails. And I just, I don't want to go down that path. Now I've been in a lot of self-help or personal growth groups. I think there's a lot of good things. I've learned so much by becoming a certified coach. But what I want to be careful of now is not ever putting myself up as the person who knows what you should be doing. I don't ever want to do that. Like that just seems wrong. I think that I have felt very influenced by other coaches in that way that they do actually try to tell me, you know, what's right for me. And even in those ways, I have been influenced and I'm like, wow, that is so crazy. So again, it's not just religion that can become an issue. It can be any group. I think it can be workout groups. It can be coach for sure. Any kind of coaching group, any kind of retreat thing you go to. I mean, I would say just, does it feel right to you? And here's the thing. And even human design, right? That you could look into the foundations of human design, the founder and all of that. And you could be like, oh my gosh, such a weird thing. So, but what I did learn from a lot of the stuff, including human design is come back to me really be authentic with who I am. And I think it took me a while to actually unpack. And I think I'm still in that process, unpack the layers of who I am. Who am I and why am I here? What is life about? What makes me happy? 
What kind of purpose do I have? And not let those questions lead me off into some cultish group that tries to tell me all the answers. I would rather be with people and talk to people who believe that we all have an inner guidance system. And even you could say we're connected to source or, you know, we have a piece of God within us or, I mean, however you want to state it. I believe in God. I believe there's a God. I believe there's a higher power. Beyond that, I am don't have any specifics. I'm just open to learning and growing and seeing what happens. But I have to say that I have learned a lot about myself. I've learned a great deal through learning about coaching and through helping other people with issues. And I've learned so much about how to hold space and feel compassion and empathy for other people. And that also has given me more compassion and empathy for myself. And I think that it's very important to take care of myself first. And that wasn't a, that wasn't something I was used to doing before because I feel like I grew up in a society that told me that as a woman, I'm here to serve other people. Well, I believe I can serve other people, but I can't serve them if I don't serve myself first, if that makes any sense. So in wrapping up season two, without getting into more about the history, if you haven't watched or watched any of my videos or listened to the videos, including me and my daughter and her story, or my story of why I left religion, or Heidi Ritter's story about why she left, those are the three videos that will tell you much more about the church I grew up in and where I am now. And yeah, I mean, this has started this whole journey. And I think the great thing is, so after our son died by suicide, the thing that happened was I went searching for answers and that brought me into the coaching community. And the coaching community really helped with our family's grief. So I think that is something I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful that I found something that could help us move forward after Trevor died by suicide, because honestly, there were times after he died, I didn't know how we were going to survive or what was next. And I think I felt so judged from other people that I was searching for answers among non quote, non Christian people. And that they couldn't understand, there's no way they could understand that I needed a lifeline, I need something I needed anything, really to help us. And I'm really grateful that I found coaching and that I found the life coach school and that I found a lot of great friends and that I found some purpose there because, you know, without finding that purpose, I don't know where I would be right now. I just, you know, I'd probably be doing something, but I just feel like because I found a purpose, because I found that I could help my family and that we could live on and we could enjoy our lives. I was able to open up to so many more experiences and to really feel like I can create a life myself. Like I'm here to experience a life. So let's experience it. Let's not put ourselves in a little box and be afraid of everything and shut down, really shut down from life. So of course, having children who have now grown into adults has really also opened my eyes to the many different things that people do and want to do and the ways they want to live. And that's been really interesting to me. And I think I've gained strength in allowing myself to open up to other ways of being and open up to other people's thoughts really is what it is. So 
Anyways, my life has become a whole lot richer because I've had all of these great interviews and great conversations on my podcast. So thank you so much for joining me this season and stay tuned. I will definitely keep you updated on the next season and what that's going to be about and when it will be released. So have a great summer and go forward with the rest of 2022. I'll see you later. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.